0: Here's your host of the Teacher Career Coach Podcast and your new personal cheerleader, Daphne Gomez. Welcome to the Teacher Career Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Daphne Gomez. Am I going to regret losing my summers off? This is one of the most common questions that I receive from people thinking of changing careers. And just like many other parts of the career change journey from teaching, this answer is really going to vary from person to person. It depends on circumstances, your specific situation, your long-term career goals, and your own personal level of burnout. When it comes to considering a career pivot, giving up summer and other extended breaks is one of the first huge mental roadblocks that you're probably going to face because I'm sure you've heard it from people outside of teaching. Oh, it must be so nice to have summers off. I'm sure you've heard that a million times by now. Having an extended period of time off is honestly one of the biggest perks that's talked about in this profession, so it does make a lot of sense that it's one of the bigger drawbacks of leaving the profession as well. In this episode, I'm going to dive into all things about losing your summers off for a new role. I'll share more of my own personal story of transitioning into a different work schedule, I'll share how to decide if this is a non-negotiable for you, and I'll even share from former teachers who are parents to hear their insight on how this change works for their family. I wanted to start a little bit with my own personal story. When I was still teaching, I probably would have told you how much I loved having a spring break and summers off. I went on vacations with my friends, I went on road trips, we went on hikes, I posted all of those like cute teachers gone wild photos celebrating my spring break and what I had that other workers didn't. And looking back, I do feel like I was feeding myself this narrative of how great I had it. It helped me overcome some of the concern that I had subconsciously at that time that I had made the wrong choice in my career because honestly, even after having weeks off, I never truly felt like myself. That is one of the main reasons I knew that I really needed to get out. Even after the first year of teaching, all of my weekends were filled with Sunday scaries and my summer was filled with summer scaries. I would have this full-on body reaction when it came to thinking of the date I needed to return back to work, whether that was Monday or a specific date in the summer, or just the idea of cleaning up inside my classroom or looking at the curriculum or starting to even decorate for the next school year would fill me with anxiety. I would remember feeling never truly relaxed or refreshed when I had these times off. I just had kind of turned into this different less happy version of myself year-round, even during those really happy moments like traveling and being on vacation. This is not something that I'd experienced with any of my other jobs, and I just kept normalizing it with teaching and saying, oh, it's your first year, or oh, this is just a particularly hard year. But it also was really hard to see how low I had gotten until I was out on the other side and starting to actually feel better. I felt like I was crawling to the very last days of school before summer break. And even just during the middle of the school year, I barely felt like I made it until the weekend. So yeah, it did feel great anytime I was released from that feeling of extreme discomfort. But I really wanna emphasize this point. Feeling great because you're relieved from extreme discomfort and stress is not the same as just feeling great. I was constantly, year-round, pretty anxious and stressed out. Remember, anytime I saw back-to-school materials, my heart sank, but this was not like a, oh gosh, I am not ready to go back to school feeling, it was a true feeling of dread. I want to take a second to stop here and say this is just my own personal experience. And it might not be how bad you feel. I truly hope that not all of you listening feel as low as I did. This is not a competition on who feels the worst. You do not have to feel as bad as I did to still want to make a career change. I want to make sure I always remind you of that. But if losing summers off is impacting your decision to leave the classroom, You probably want to assess your level of burnout and really think about how you actually feel during your vacation times as well. Because in my opinion, being happy year round is a heck of a lot better than having a few weeks off of relief from extreme stress and discomfort. And if you do want to hear a little bit more about my own personal story, why I was struggling so much, I do share more details of why I personally left teaching back in episode 17. I have plenty of teacher friends who are stressed out naturally, but not as stressed as I just expressed. So if that doesn't sound like you at all, it's okay. If you find that you have more happy days than sad, it might be time to really sit down and reflect on that you will always be really excited about the opportunity to have a vacation from whatever job you have no matter how happy you are at work it's human nature vacations are great and you're always going to be a teeny tiny bit sad to go back to work And some days are going to feel harder than others, just depending on what's going on with you at work. But what I want you to really think about is how often the summer scaries or the Sunday scaries impact you on a regular basis. Does this happen to you every year during your summer breaks? How often are your days at work good versus bad? If you are still weighing whether or not you want to leave based on this feeling alone, I do not want to downplay the amount of stress thrown on your plate if you taught during the last few school years. But you might want to think back and remember any summers off in the past prior to those years as well. If you are listening to this in the future, you know, things knock on wood are hopefully looking better for the state of education. And I don't have to continue to say this, but it's Hard to see things clearly when you are stuck in this middle of extreme burnout that so many teachers are facing right now, as well. And like I said earlier with my own story, I didn't realize how low I really had truly gotten until I got on the other side and started to feel like myself again. It is just so hard to see things clearly when you are stuck in the middle of extreme burnout. I want to make sure that I address this to anyone that if you aren't sure, you may want to actually reach out to a trusted friend, your significant other, or a loved one, and see how they feel like you are, (laughs) if you are truly being yourself even during your vacation and time off. It was not something that I realized how much I had truly changed just because I was stuck in that long-term stress cycle for so long. So the next point that I want to bring up is the feeling of just being really scared to go into this new work environment with changes and work schedules. Any change is stressful and you are just trying to prevent yourself from burning out even more than you already are right now. But just because you don't get summers off in your next job doesn't actually mean that you're going to be more stressed or burned out in that next role. Anytime you think of any sort of change, it's going to feel scary. You're going to have a change in environment, whether you're going into a corporate environment, whether you're working remotely. These are all things that are going to be new to you. And with that, you are going to probably have a change in your work schedule as well. If you are just nervous about changes in general, I do talk a lot about that in episode 58 on why fear holds us back which is why I recommend you go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already. On top of the regular changed being scary factor, you remember all of those external voices who are telling you how nice it must be to have such a relaxing work schedule where you get off work at 3 p.m. and you have the summers off. And we as teachers know that this is not true or accurate, but it can become confusing and start to unintentionally trick you into feeling like you have nothing valid to complain about and that the next work environment may be actually more stressful than what you are leaving from. Probably many of you <laughs> listening to this don't really actually take any summers off. This is personal, depending on your own situation. But if you have to work a second job to pay your bills during the summer, Going into a career field where a single job replaces both income streams should be a pretty obvious win on taking things off of your plate. I wanted to break down some of the math behind leaving teaching for a job that works year round. Regular employees work 50 weeks a year. Teachers work an average of about 40 weeks per year. Going back to those regular employees, they work 40 hours per week. That's spread out pretty evenly throughout the entire work year. But there are going to be deadlines at every company that you work at. And if you haven't worked in any sort of corporate environment, it's really easy to assume that deadlines are going to be this really super stressful, huge project that is going to be taking over your weeknights and taking over your entire life. So if you're working 50 weeks instead of 40 weeks a year, you're probably going to be working these huge projects longer throughout the year than you would even as a teacher. Every company's environment and culture is going to be different, and it is important to look at employee retention and satisfaction surveys found on websites like Lastdoor just to understand the expectations and the company culture. But I do very rarely hear from former teachers who find themselves more stressed out in their new positions just due to work expectations the companies that I've worked for outside of the classroom and even team teacher career coach operate in what's called sprints. Sprints are specific timeframes when deliverables are supposed to be met, and they're usually kept pretty short. So maybe they're weekly goals, monthly goals, and they really just help from a project management perspective To make sure that everything is working and on schedule. So let's say within a certain week, you may be asked to upload a specific amount of written content pieces if you're a content writer, or book 30 discovery calls with clients if you're an SDR. Maybe you're asked within a month to launch a new website if you're part of the project management or website team. And that is often your entire job doing this specific project during a specific time frame and asking for help as needed from your team while you do so. Teachers on average work 50 to 60 hours per week instead of 40 hours per week that I just talked about. And during even the 50 to 60 hours per week that teachers are working, all of the work that you are doing is getting crushed together. And you do not get that in a lot of other jobs that are not teaching. What I mean by that is that there are basically like one million little tiny sprints built into your teaching position going on at almost all times. That could be preparing for the first day of school, rolling out new curriculum or classroom management strategies, parent-teacher conferences, back-to-school nights, anytime you have to do grading literally prepping yourself and planning those days on holidays when students are fed any amount of sugar, your teacher evaluations once you get to state testing, and that is on top of your regular day-to-day work. All of these sprints take a lot of energy and probably some recovery time, and that recovery time as a teacher never really happens because every night, morning, and weekend, is also spent working on other things for your work instead of given time to recover. And all of our tasks to get all of these tasks done are done outside of a full workday of teaching children. I am certain many of you often work on other types of projects, even during your quote unquote summers off. So many former teachers find themselves transferring into these new work environments. And they're actually able to recover from their teaching job at their new job. Doing one job during your work hours is far less stressful than doing 1,000 jobs and working outside of your contract hours. There are so many jobs where you just don't have to do that, and your well being will start to recover. That feeling of drowning at all times. That feeling that I had of barely gasping for air at the end of every week or at any break that you have, that is not normal and that is not the way that humans are supposed to live. I realized after I left teaching and I was working for some pretty big impressive projects for some of the companies that I worked at, they sounded really scary and intimidating. I was sent to speak in front of hundreds of people at national conferences on behalf of a really large, impressive company, and there would be people there filming me. It would cost them a lot of money to send me there and put me in front of this huge audience. They were flying me, there was hotels, there was fees associated with having me there. Building up to this huge presentation, my very first one, we would have weekly meetings to prepare. And sometimes I didn't initially feel super confident on what I was asked to present when they gave me the subject matter, but I realized really quickly, I did have plenty of time to learn it. I never ended up feeling like I was constantly putting out fires in the same way teaching had trained me to feel. Another question that I want you to ask yourself is whether or not you have a significant other who also has to work year-round. Are you two really able to take the same time off, or would you have the summers off while they worked? Many companies are adopting more flexible and sometimes unlimited paid time off benefit plans. The truth is, This is what companies do to recruit and retain top talent. But it is just a desirable benefit in nature, and it just gives everyone the chance to focus on rest and relaxation when needed instead of just totally burning out. This idea of unlimited pay time off is completely foreign to teachers who stress out over the ability to take a single sick day or mental health day. I have seen teachers who have had to write really detailed notes on exactly why they plan to take a sick day off, or they receive text messages from their principals telling them that they're not able to even take time off to go to a funeral because there's not going to be enough subs. And that is just not something that you will see as common in the corporate world. Jonathan and I actually took a full week trip using my paid time off. And we hiked the Narrows in Utah while I was working as an instructional designer for an ed tech company. This trip was actually planned right at the time when all students would go back to school. We started to really schedule vacations around school time so that we knew it would be less crowded where we went, it would be cheaper, and we'd be able to just enjoy our vacations a little bit more. Traveling whenever we want to has been a blessing. I was. I'm sure like any former teacher in a new environment, nervous to actually ask to use my unlimited paid time off from my managers. But after months of working at the company, I had watched coworkers take three weeks paid vacations to Europe, and I realized that the company truly meant unlimited paid time off. As long as you were asking and making sure that they had advanced knowledge, and that it was timed not around really busy times for the company. If you are working for an ed tech company, summers may be slower if you're working in the professional development space up until those first few weeks before going back to school. But the end of the school year and summertime may be busier if it comes to the sales department, when it comes to actually working in the renewals section, seeing if schools are going to renew the products. It depends on when you would be available to work with the instructional coaches or the admin or whoever is actually purchasing your product. So there are going to be different times depending on what type of company that are going to be easier for you to take time off. But if you are looking for companies that do have unlimited pay time off policies, all you really have to do is just check the company's career pages. Usually they talk about the benefits or Another place that you could look for this would be on their Glassdoor profile as well to see if other employees are saying that this is a benefit of working for this company. A huge factor that I do not want to ignore or downplay is losing summers off with your children. And I personally, as I'm recording this, do not have children of my own So I really didn't want to answer any of these questions and just assume that I knew what I was talking about. So I reached out to former teachers in the teacher career coach community, and I just asked them specifically how their transition went to working year round. I have worked at companies that are really flexible with parents, especially those that are working remotely. They usually have the ability to block off times on their schedules. So this could be 30 minutes throughout the day to pick up their kids from school. I would have actually business calls with some of my colleagues when they were commuting to actually go back and forth to school with their children in the car. Businesses are offering work from home remote options for a wide variety of positions. So whether you are fully or partially remote, this will offer you a lot of flexibility throughout the summer as well. In fully remote positions, Companies do not frequently require you to be working the traditional nine to five hours depending on what your position is. So you do sometimes have the opportunity to adapt much of your work schedule to your own unique needs. When I talk to former teachers who are parents, here are a couple trends that I saw in their answers. First, it was kind of torn down the middle of whether or not it cost more money or saved them money. Some people had to pay for summer camps or daycare, while other people actually saved money because their kids were at home while they worked remotely. One former teacher told me that instead of having someone have to take care of their kids, they were able to actually do everything because they were working remotely and they used to actually have a really far commute to their school where they were teaching. One teacher told me that she had already planned on keeping her two year old in daycare anyway, so it didn't impact her one way or the other. She wanted to make sure that she kept a spot because the daycares in her area were just really challenging to get into. Many of the former teachers that I talked to who had older children just expressed that their older children were pretty independent. So during the summers, they would already just have focused on afternoons or night family activities because. Their kids wanted to play with their friends during the middle of the daytime, and they didn't really need to be there as often. A huge trend that I saw was just the perk of having more flexibility throughout the week as a parent who was a former teacher. For example, if you have a two-hour doctor appointment, or if you just need to do like a couple loads of laundry, you would be able to do that throughout the week if you were working remotely or not taking work home with you after a long work day. And for that two-hour doctor appointment, you can ask for the time off without the same amount of pressure that you would feel as you did when you were teaching about never taking a sick day off. So that feeling of quote-unquote missing time doesn't feel as applicable when you are actually being able to do these types of things on your weekends. Former teachers who are parents are finding so much time elsewhere throughout the week that it made up for it when they were actually able to rest and relax during their summers off in vacation time on their new jobs. Many of the former teachers I talked to expressed that they are just not as frazzled in their new work environment and that they're truly relaxed and present with their family during their weekends. They said that they're no longer thinking about work even on weeknights, and that really greatly impacts their relationship with their kids year-round. Many former teachers said that time just doesn't feel as rigid as it did in teaching at most of their new positions. And like I mentioned before, the former teachers said that they were truly able to ask for time off, so that might be to support their kids when they have soccer games, or if they needed to actually go pick them up from school, Some former teachers told me that they are actually finally able to do holiday activities for the first time now that they are in new positions outside of the classroom. One former teacher told me that the last few holidays she had spent while she was teaching, she just hid in the room and felt like crying the entire time and was not able to be truly present and there for her kids. So... This means she's now still getting the summers off. Now she's still getting her holidays off, but she's finding that she just has an overall better quality of time off spent with her family, whether it's during the summers or the holidays in her new work environment. Most of the former teachers that I talk to just express that they are grateful that they are able to be parents to their kids. It relieved them from a lot of the guilt that they felt spending all of their energy, being parents to other people's kids, and then feeling completely drained by the time they got home or when it came time to having a summer or holiday break. One former teacher that I talked to had a really great quote. She said that all of her colleagues from teaching asked the exact same question when she told them that she was leaving teaching. And her response was, other professionals do this all the time, pretty much in every other profession. When it comes to raising children, she's going to figure out what she could do with her kids during the summer, but in a new profession, just like every other professional. Because having a mom who is overall happier, more energized, and way less stressed is far more beneficial for her daughter than her just having summers off. These quotes and this story was all taken actually from a thread of a lot of the most helpful, sweetest former teachers who were commenting on my LinkedIn. So if you want to see this thread or connect with any of the former teachers to follow up and talk to them, you should find me, Daphne Gomez, on LinkedIn and just go and search some of my last posts to help you find this thread. So if your family takes a yearly vacation and you are stuck on the clock, the best thing to do is ask if you're able to take paid time off or even unpaid time off for these vacations. But if you do have this vacation planned every year and for some reason you are not able to take that time off, that is you know, not ideal, but there are ways that you can work around this. Like we said, with that flexible remote environment, if you are in a position that allows you to work remotely, there is a potential that you could work 4 hours even very early from a hotel room and then finish your work day after a day at the beach with your children. You could potentially be working from a cabin while your children are hiking and then be able to meet up with them for lunch or dinner. This is something that I've seen happen at many of my other companies and it just depends on the work environment, and how everybody else operates there, but I have personally worked from Airbnbs. I've worked sleeping on boats. I had a manager who worked from Australia for a month while she visited her family. All of these are dependent on the work culture, but they are not entirely uncommon for positions outside the classroom, which is going to be a huge culture shock coming from a work environment where we are not even allowed to use the restroom when we need to. I want to take a brief second to remind you that some of the stories that I talked about, even with former teachers who are parents, might not be reflective of where you are at. The stories that I told you about parents who are on holidays crying in the other room, that might not be you. You may not feel the summer or Sunday scaries. You may be happier, far happier than you are unhappy, in which case, honestly, You might want to think about staying in the classroom to take advantage of this perk. The ability to have summers off with your family or just to spend however you want is truly an amazing perk if you are in a position that you love more than you hate, and it might be worth it for many of you in the audience to explore that option. If me even putting out the option of staying in the classroom makes your body react negatively, then that should be a pretty clear indicator that you have already made up your mind about this. I just always have to put it out there because I want to remind this audience that there is not a one-size-fits-all answer here for any of these questions. If summer's off is a firm non-negotiable for you, that is okay. Your options are going to, however, be a lot more limited if you are only looking for work that has summer's off. I don't want you to ever bend if you are 100% certain that that is something that you absolutely need, but if that is the case, I would encourage you to explore opportunities within your school district, like instructional coach positions, so that you can have a change of pace and an opportunity to add more leadership to your resume, especially if you do plan to leave the classroom at some time for your long-term goals. These roles are especially beneficial if you do plan to leave the classroom at some time for your long-term goals. These types of roles really do help as stepping stones into higher-paying roles outside of the classroom because you're able to show your leadership skills and act as a liaison between the district and the teachers. Many teachers that I talk to have a different timeline of when they can lose their summers off due to having a planned pregnancy in the future, or they do right now have a small child at home who they want to spend a certain amount of time off with during the next few summers. That is 100% okay. Just make sure that you have clear ideas of what you're going to be doing between right now and when you do plan to leave the classroom. The very last option that you do have if you are not open to losing your summers off is exploring the opportunity to become a freelancer. Total transparency, freelancing is not as stable or easy as finding traditional full-time employment, but know that it is certainly not impossible either. Freelancing or part-time contract work is a really strong trend and people are doing this as their full-time work a lot. Freelancing or taking part-time contract work is a really strong trend right now, and a lot of former teachers are finding themselves in these types of positions as well. It allows for companies to outsource their needs without paying a full-time salary and benefits to people who are helping them with short-term projects. That means that you would have to figure out the benefits, the healthcare, and your retirement on your own. There are many freelancing opportunities for teachers. You could become a virtual assistant, social media manager, there's content and copywriting positions. And I have interviewed quite a few freelancing former teachers on the podcast before. The most important thing about freelancing is just honing in on a particular passion and skill set that you have and then turning it into a marketable service. If freelancing or entrepreneur type jobs, are what you are focused on, you would be able to truly create your own hours. If you are able to create enough income, that could include summers off or extended vacation time if that is what you choose to do. If this is something you're interested in learning more about, I highly encourage you to go back and listen to episode 13 of this podcast and we talk all about exploring freelancing as a way of replacing your income. Whatever direction you choose to go, I'm here rooting you along the way. I would hate it for you to stay in a career, even teaching, if it is causing serious strain on your physical, mental, and emotional health, especially if there are other solutions out there for you. Just know if you decide to stay in the classroom, just due to summers off, you are not alone. There are so many teachers who are in this community who also are going to decide to stay and everybody is welcome in this community. I'm going to keep creating the resources just like this one to help you understand the pros and cons of all of these top questions, just so you can decide what is the best decision for you and what you need to do or where you need to go next. If you do decide to stay in the classroom and you want to start streamlining all of those 1 million sprints that we talked about earlier, I recommend that you go back and listen to episode 30 where I interview Angela Watson and we talk all about creating a more sustainable work environment from teaching. If you do decide to leave the classroom, check in with us after your first summer on the clock and let us know how it went. We love to hear these types of stories and it helps the rest of the audience learn from your experience as well. Now, I have a favor to ask of you. If you listened to this podcast and you found it helpful, find the transcript at teachercareercoach.com forward slash podcast, and feel free to share it with other teachers when you see them asking this exact same question so that they know that there's a resource to help them make the best decision for them. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the very next episode of the Teacher Career Coach podcast.